If you have little to no experience about how to start your investment journey in your 20s, 30s or even in your teens, today's episode is made for you. On today's episode of the Student Investor Podcast, guys, I'm trying to simplify the world of investing, the concepts, strategies and terms used there so that every young person in their 20s or 30s or even their teens can be able to start investment. We need to open up the space of investing and today's episode is all about that, simplifying every term, simplifying every concept, simplifying every strategy used there. So guys, what wasting any time, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the Student Investor Podcast with Ivan Sambo. The podcast that focuses on starting a conversation about money, investing, growing your career and being a young person in South Africa. Our goal is to simplify the conversation so that we can all learn and grow as young people in South Africa. Hello, future millionaires and billionaires. I love saying that, guys. I repeat, I love saying that because this podcast is all about that. Creating world so that all we can be the millionaires or billionaires or whatever status that you want to achieve, we can be able to achieve it through understanding the world of money because money is the exchange and expression of human. Basically, we express ourselves through money. Everything we do, we do through money. It is a form of communication. So today's episode, as is titled, How to Start Your Investment Journey in Your 20s Dates. And I'm picking that title specifically because I believe as young people, we feel threatened by the topic of how exactly we start investing. I know at one point in my life when I wanted to do or invest in a specific in a, a market, like for example, the first time I wanted to go invest in the New York stock market, I felt threatened because majority of the people I was following on YouTube were using big terms and I felt confused like what the hell are they talking about? So today's episode, I want to simplify all of that. So first of all, I will be talking about what you need to do before starting your investment journey. Number two, I will be walking you guys through the tech terms, concepts and strategies of investment and number three I'll be giving you practical ways on how you as a young person in South Africa you can start investment and guys I spent about four hours today doing research picking up my phone FaceTiming some few of my friends calling few of my friends so that they can ensure what I'm saying is correct and is into the point that we can all learn from today's podcast in the simplest way that even a child in grade two can understand so let's get into the first point of today's podcast what to do before you start investing as a young person there are three things i want to touch on that you need i believe every young person before they start investing need to do i want to touch on the first one i'm a hardcore believer on the first one which is the idea of an emergency savings account so what exactly is that an emergency savings account guys is an account that you create and set aside in a savings account with a specific banking institution for cases of emergency because you cannot go to the world of investing and invest your money without having a 
form of a safety net that if something goes wrong you use that safety net without going to take your money that's in your investment because you are investing for a long term investment by its logic by its nature is for long-term wealth so for example if i start investing today you need a safety net if something goes wrong in your life you go get the money that's in your safety net you don't go to get the money that's in your investment so how exactly do you create an emergency savings account let me share my story of how i first created mine the first one i ever created was with standard bank i opened it to day notice account which was wrong it was wrong by that time i thought it was the best way to do it because it had a good interest rate so for me i first started by opening a 32 notice account with standard bank and i deposited i think it was 500 rand there and my goal that time because i was next for student was to at least have 3000 there because that time i think Nespa was giving us 1.5 Per month so i wanted to have at least two months of my nesfas allowance covered and saved in a notice account with standard bank so when something goes wrong in my life i go take that money from that account with good interest rates when a notice account had a good interest rate i go get my money there and i use that money for emergency instead of going to easy equity and withdraw my investment so that's how i first created mine but i made the mistake in my beginning of putting my emergency savings account in a notice account instead of putting it in a easy access account where you can get immediately because when an emergency pops up i don't have 32 days to wait so that's the best way to create a saving, your emergency savings account created in an account that you know can get good interest rate but at the same time being able to have easy access to your money when an emergency happens so that's the first thing that guys you need to ensure before you start investing you have an emergency savings account number two guys debt you need to ensure you reduce your debt before or before you start your investment journey you can keep on investing while also reducing your your, your debt putting more money in paying off your debt than actually uh, investing because it doesn't make logical sense for you to start your investment journey while you still owe towards a lot of money you still owe Edgar's a lot of money you own TFG a lot of money the interest rate from those debts that you have is higher than the money you will be making from those investments so basically you are working on a loss and investment for you now will feel like a hard thing to do because every single month you need to take money and invest it and take money to pay debt so it's better off firstly you focus on reducing your debt and make sure your debt is at the lowest point possible so you can have more money to invest and then you don't have to worry about the high interest rate of your loans and your debt that you have to pay because i know trading account now i go like 22 or 21 uh, percent interest so that's too much money going to pay debt so that you can use that money to invest so ensure that you reduce your debt as much as possible before starting your investment journey i know as young people we have a lot of clothing accounts we have cell phone contracts we have this and that and that try to reduce all of that so you can have enough money to put on your investment every single month the third thing that I want us as well as young people to think about before we start investing as well is the idea of retirement as well. 
listen to me guys i know we are young but having a retirement plan as well and retirement i knew it whatever the case may be that works for you is something that you also need to think about before thinking of investing because retirement is something that one day you'll have to deal with it's better to start now so that when you reach retirement and the age of retirement you have more money on your retirement and you've gained a lot of interest there as well but i will make a separate episode to deal with emergency savings account as well as to how to deal with that and also retirement for young people i will make another episode to deal with that alone but now let's start into explaining some few terms around investing but before we do that guys please note that None of this I'm saying because it's true as financial advice, but it's only for educational purposes. So, so now let's get into the basic concepts and terms used in the investment space. And I want to start by two terms that are used the most in the investment space that confuses a lot of young people in South Africa. The first one is shares and stocks what are the difference between the two because much of people hear them like yo i have i'm in the stock investment i own stocks of one two three yo i'm into shares investments i own shares of one two three what is the difference between the two so guys when someone says stock a stock is the actual asset that you're investing into right so a company has a thing called a stock and when you invest in the any exchange platform you are investing into a stock that's the actual asset then shares is the unit of measurement for that stock for for that asset basically so the, the stock is the asset and shares is what is used or the units used to measure the stocks so if someone says i invest into stocks of capitech and i have five shares of those stocks you see yeah i hope you now understand the difference between the two so basically sometimes those two things can be used interchangeably but basically they mean one and the same thing so don't get confused someone say hey i'm a stock investor then two minutes later you hear someone say hey i'm a shares investor basically those two people are saying one and the same thing you can basically interchange those words to mean one and the same thing but the technical uh, definition of that, that the stock is the actual asset and shares are the unit to measure that i that that, that that assets basically i hope you understand guys okay? so and when we talk about the stock market we are talking about an, the, the the place where all the actual stocks the actual assets are listed and you can go there and buy and sell them like the gse it is the this is the stock market is where the asset which is the stock is listed and people can actually go there to buy that asset which is the stock and the measurement a unit of measurement for a stock is shares so i have five shares of stocks of capitec which i bought in the Johannesburg stock market or the Johannesburg stock exchange if that makes sense so now let's talk about another concept of another term that will be thrown around a lot in the in the duration of this 
uh, podcast service, which is ETFs, exchange traded funds. What are ETFs? When we talk about ETFs, what exactly are we talking about? And when we talk about index funds, what are we talking about? I always like to say, if you hear someone saying index funds and someone say exchange traded funds, they are talking about one the same thing. Yes, there's some technical difference between the two, but in general, in the general sense, those two things are the same basically both of them are what we call a basket of assets that asset can be stocks those assets can be bonds i'll define bonds later those assets can com- be commodities i have a podcast episode which i record about commodities you can go listen to that one you can understand commodities better it can be different assets which are in a basket and that basket is the exchange traded fund itself or is the index fund itself for example in south africa we have what we call the jse top 40 etf basically the jse top 40 etf is a basket that has shares or stocks of all the top 40 biggest companies in the GSE, they're in one basket. And when you buy that basket, you're buying an ETF that has all those shares, right? And an index fund, basically, you can say we have an index fund that tracks the top 40 companies in the GSE. So basically, that index fund follows how are they trading all those top 40 companies, how are they performing, and that's the index fund. And sometimes an exchange trend funds can be categorized into two two ways right you can have an exchange traded fund that's actively managed and you can have an exchange traded fund that's passively managed so when you go to the gse you find the gse top for the etf that's actively managed it means that there's some people a group of individuals that every day sit down and manage that etf that basket so okay now this morning um what do you call this thing uh shop is out of the top 40 now we might need to put what mr price into the top 40 okay and afternoon no uh anglo-american has fallen from the top four now you need to remove anglo-american those are people who work every day to manage this basket that has all the top 40 companies in the etf right so we call that an actively managed exchange traded fund so then we have what we call a passively managed exchange traded fund this one is basically the group of people who are fund manager whoever they are sit down and they say okay we have this etf we're calling it the joint the joint spec top 40 etf we have this top 40 companies there we let it be people can buy shares of it and then they check in maybe once every three months or once every month to see if everything is a work according but after they just leave it and they check it like once in a while that's a passively managed etf so what happens in actively managed one etf and actively managed index tends to be more expensive as compared to a passively managed etf because the actively managed etf there's some people every single day who check out on it while they passively manage one people come to check about it once every single month a majority of retail investors or majority of rich of investors love a passively managed etf because it's cheaper and majority of the time they is is readjust once every month or once every two months or once every quarter so they didn't have that much of a differences than actively managed one so those are etfs and exchange that's our etf which actually traded funds and index funds i hope you understand that another thing that we need to explain is bond investment basically when you invest in bonds guys you are not 
owning an asset but you are borrowing your money to a private company or you are borrowing your money to the government so bonds is you buying debt if i can put it like that the government will say hey we are looking to borrow money from the general public in return we pay them interest of one two three four five and when you take your money you buy that debt so you're buying you're giving your money you're loaning your money to government or you're loaning your money to a private company and we call that what you're doing buying a bond buying debt if i can put it in that term so when we talk about bond investment we're talking about people who borrow their money take their money and borrow it into companies private companies or governments or public listed companies there are some etf that are dealing with bond basically etf a basket that has bonds only so when you buy shares of that basket or buy shares of etf or that index you're buying debt so basically you hope that you are borrowing that money to this private company or this government and in return when they pay it back they pay it back with interest and you make money in that way i know some other technicalities of it where you can buy debt and resell that debt to another uh, person that wants to buy debt with the hope that the value of the debt will go up like that that's a more technical thing i think i'll have another episode to deal with it alone another concept that we can deal about is exchange it's not exchange, not exchange rate fund but it's a tax-free savings account they say touch don't be fooled by the savings account word there a tax-free savings account is actually an investment vehicle so what happens is that government gives you up to 36,000 rand per year to invest without paying tax so in your lifetime you are given half a million rand which is up to 15 years to invest without paying tax so everything you earn all the dividends that you get there the capital gain you get there all of those things you don't pay tax in to it now let's get into another two another concept of investing which is how do you make money when you invest as a young person in south africa there are two ways you can make money there are actually three but the third one i won't touch on it for this episode because it's all about simplicity and getting everyone into investing and without confusing them so there are two ways you earn money the first one what we call capital gain this is my favorite i'm a capital gain investors guys i invest for capital gain so when we talk about capital gain so when we buy shares of when we buy shares of standard bank for example you buy them at 10 rand in january and in june those shares of take off standard penalty you bought for 10 rand they're at the value of 15 rand now and you sell them in june for 15 rand meaning you've seen a capital gain of five rand and you've made a profit of five rand that is what we call capital gain investors i am that form of invest i invest for capital gain i love it the second way to earn money as an investor is through what we call dividends dividend is when you buy shares of standard bank for 10 rand and standard bank in july comes out and say hey ivan will love that you invest into us as standard bank we have made profits for every 10 rand share that you own we are going to give you one rand back as dividend to appreciate you for investing into this company and this company has made profits right so that one rand you get from standard bank for investing 10 rand for every 10 rand share that you have is what we call 
dividends so those are the two typical ways that you earn money from investing is through capital gain which i explained is when you buy the share for 10 rand and it increased to 15 rand and you said that 15 rand and you made a profit of 5 rand that 5 rand is called capital gain and the second way is through dividends where you buy a share of standard bank for 10 rand then in july the board of directors of standard bank come out and say hey, we have made a lot of profit and we'll give you a share of profit for every 10 rand share you have we want to give you one rand so if you have a, you have 100 rand share you have shares worth 100 rand it means you have 10 rand 10 rand 10 rand 10 rand which are 10 of them you want to get 10 rand back as dividends in that court some of those dividends can be paid once every year or paid quarterly or paid twice per year it's based on a decision of the directors of how they want to pay out dividends and do remember guys not every company listed in the gse will pay out dividends so you need to do your research on which company in the gse new york stock market or Australian stock market pays out dividends so i hope those concept made investment can understand how investment work so how do you start your investment journey now you understand the concept you understand the ideas how do you start your investment journey when you start it you need to do one thing guys understand the type of investor that you are i did mention i am a capital gain investor right the reason i'm a capital gain investor because i understand the type of investor that i am i'm young i have no child i have no dog i have no form of responsibility in my life i'm able to take more risk with my money so i invest into companies that i see are futuristic in nature they're innovative so much as they may not pay me dividend now but i believe that their stock will be at way higher price in the next 10 years right so i'm a capital gain investor that's a moderate to high risk take item of my money so means i am that type of investor so when i invest i look into companies that fit that profile of who i am because i understand the level of risk i can take so for you as a young person in your 20s 30s or whatever age you are you need to also sit down and say what type of investor am i am, am i am i a high risk taker am i a low risk taker am i a moderate risk taker and what type of investment what i do i do dividends investments or i do capital gain investments or when i, I want to split it or 50 percent uh gains capital gain 50 percent dividends investments or whatever you need to understand what formula work for you you don't even need to be make it 50 50 or one or another you can even say 30 percent capital gain 30 percent uh 30 percent capital gain uh 70 percent dividend stock or whatever the case may you need to tell a made for you need to understand what type of investor you are so when you invest you invest with that stock strategy of yours and guys when you take up a strategy so don't confuse yourself about the strategies trying to be uh all this um advanced complicit strategy when you talk about strategy when you're starting up you just understand the form of investor that you are and how you invest about that then later on you can then start to think more depth about your investment strategy i hope that's helpful so now you already know all those concepts, you already know all those terms. How exactly you start as someone who's never invested before or someone who's invested but has made a mistake to try to correct yourself. I always, I made the mistake when I started investing by buying individual companies first and making so much of a loss that when I started researching more deeper, I already lost so much money in the beginning because I put all my money into individual companies I did not fully understand. So what is typically recommended in general that when you are starting investing, you're not fully comfortable, not fully understanding how to do your own research 
exchange traded funds are the best way to start your investment because exchange traded funds are diversified and we say something's diversified it means it is spread out their risk that is hard for you to make a loss because exchange traded funds are a basket it means that when you are investing and you're starting investment you're not fully aware about to do your research you're trying to understand everything about your your investment strategy investment profile the type of investors you are you can start off by putting your money into actually trading funds so that you don't lose so much and as you go along and you start to discover what form of investor that you are you can start buying individual companies you can start now putting your money into Showbride, capital bank buying mr price buying anglo-american buying um ppc cement whatever the case may be only then you can start doing that so it's always recommended when you start investing in your 20s and you're not sure what type of investor you are look into exchange trend funds look into understanding them and buy them and as you go along you can improve and go into buying individual companies here's another thing as well young we as young people to take into account when you invest as well is fees so also look into the fees number one of the broker that you'll be using if you be using shift by standard bank using fnp zero uh or gonna be using easy equity whatever platform you'll be using look at their fees guys fees are important because they will over the time over the years that you'll be investing on that platform because it's hard to change if a young person starts investing with shift by standard bank or with easy equity it's hard for them to move to another platform it's more likely to build loyal to that brand that even later on you see that their fees are too much but you're not going to change because you have built a level of loyalty to them it's typical you just run away from it it's typically what happens so before you start as well look into the fees of the platform that you will be using if it's easy you could start their fees understand the fees that you're going to be paying by investing with them because they're not for free if you're investing with shift by shift by standard bank understand them if it's zero by fnp understand them whatever the case may be understand your broker's fee and if you are buy etfs as well etfs also comes with their own fee separate from the fees of uh the broken the brokerage platform so also understand the fees that you be paying for uh exchange trade funds i always say if it's under points point percent it's okay you cannot be like one percent three percent no it must be like point something percent if it's zero point something percent i always say it's good but also you need to understand yourself and say so you're comfortable with that as well another thing as well guys i forgot to mention when it comes to your tax-free savings account i say for your lifetime you are given 50 Oh, it's not 50 so we are given half a million to invest which is going to invest over a period of 15 years and it's 36,000 rand per year if you go up above that 36,000 rand per year you will be taxed 40 percent of that money above for example let's say you invest uh you're supposed to invest 36,000 rand but when you invest 40,000 rand that 4,000 rand left on top government will take 40 percent of it and keep it for themselves as punishment for you for going above the fee there have set for you so that are the basics of how you can start investing in your 20s in your 80s or even in your teens as a young south african tell me what you think about today's podcast did you enjoy it did you love it and let me know through my social media platform what more you want to see from the students uh and students investor podcast as we continue this conversation opening up the world of investing for young south africans 
I hope the conversation was inspiring and will lead you to take action. As always, I love hearing your thoughts. So what was your takeaway point from the conversation? Let me know on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I am Ivan Sambo in all those platforms. Tag me, follow me there, and let's continue the conversation. As always, I am Ivan, Spacing the Sambo, your student investor. And thank you so much for listening.